0: This is Frida Rebel and this is my podcast. Welcome, welcome, everyone. I'm so excited that you guys are listening. This is my very first podcast episode. I am going to try to cover some ground right now about why I want to do this podcast. What is it going to be about? What are my thoughts on guests and uh, what do we have to look forward to on this journey that we're going to take together? (music) To me, it's really important that in this podcast that there's not going to be anything that is right and wrong. I think that I'll just set the ground rules right now that I feel like (laughs) abuse is wrong and I take that as like, you know, a given that everyone that listens to this podcast, and I hope all humans in the world takes abuse as like a no. But other than that, I am, you know, not going to say that there's any method that's necessarily wrong. And there's no method that is a 100% right. I think that you know we all do our own thing and we all have different horses and we're all individuals just like our horses are individuals and that's super important to remember that something that works for my horses might not work at all for you and then you know you got to be okay with that i am not the type of person that puts myself like in a box and then i have to stay in that box i have a good friend of my, mine her Her name is Tista, she calls me an onion, and I think that's the best compliment I've ever gotten. I try to be an onion, and hopefully all of you can also try to see yourselves and, you know, the learning curve with your horse and all the work that you guys do together as an onion that you're like peeling each layer at a time and you don't have to be at the core right away, and it's okay to take your time, and it's okay to do wrong. What I basically live for and what I love the most to do in my life is that I like to give horses a second chance, not only physically to take them into to rehab and see how you can get them through injuries and then what get, they can do with their new body, so to speak, but I really like to give the horse a second chance when it comes mentally, you know, because I think we people, we put these horses in so many situations that makes them into so much of what they're not. And then I just, the most exciting thing of my life is to see a horse that comes from aggression or extreme fear or insecurity to come back out and blossom and just be like this whole new being. And I love the moment when I'm like, hi, there you are. Okay, so that's your personality. That's what I truly enjoy the most. And um, yeah, I I can't wait to also get your, the everyone you that are listening to write into me, write questions, but also like stories about how your you know horse journey has been and how you've changed since you have looked at things in more of an untraditional way all horses are different all horses are individuals just like us people, we are all individual people. We all like different things. Different things trigger us. We like different things, you know. I think that horses have this whole full life without us when we're not at the barn. They have relationships. They have best friends. They have horses that they don't like, and they have staff that works there that they don't like, and then staff that they really like. I mean, I can go on and on. I think that. Yes, we play a big role in our horse's life, but I think it's also important to remember that we do play a very small part in their life, and their life is not meant to be lived for us. Their life has just as much value if we're in it or if we're not in it, or you know, if we really like to ride. That shouldn't be something that takes away from our horse's life, you know, we need to find out what do they like to do? You know, what are some things that they super enjoy in their life? Because we can't just have horses for them to be a tool for us. They're not cars. And I'm not saying I'm against riding. I love riding. I'm on the trail all the time. I just want to make sure that when I do go on the trail and I ride my horses is that they get something out of it too that is enjoyment for them as well. And I think that, hey, if you're a show jumper or if you go compete sash, or, you know, you're out there doing your own thing, I mean, great. Let's just make sure that the horse has a good time and the human has a good time. And that's really what this, the core of everything that I do is like, how do we come to a place where it's fun for everyone where can I have a voice where I can put boundaries and where can my horse say here but no further I don't want to do this That I'm scared and then for me to work through that and to show the horse that they can trust me I mean I never want a horse to follow me because it's obeying me never that's truly my worst nightmare that my horses would just follow me because they would be scared of me or that they wouldn't want to get in trouble. I want my horses to follow me, be with me, do things with me because they truly love me and they enjoy doing the things that we're doing. I don't want our relationship to be a one-sided relationship because at the end of the day, they are not cars, they are not tools. They're supposed to be our friends, our family members. And, you know, we need to realize that their life is not lived for us, but that we are just so truly blessed to even play a part in their life at all. And we should just be in that journey with them together. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about aggression. Like, is there even an aggressive horse? I mean, this is a question that I've asked myself for a long time now. There are horses that I'm like, oh, that horse is so aggressive. Yeah, but is it really, though? Is it aggressive? Or does it not just like me? You know, I think it's like our ego get in the way so often. And, uh, yeah, well, maybe that horse is not vibing with me. And it's also like, I don't know where the horse came from. They have a whole past that I don't know anything about. Am I triggering a fear? Am I triggering a learned behavior? Um... There's so many different things that us as human read wrong and trigger. Do I believe that at the core of the horse, there are aggressive horses? Absolutely not. I don't believe that at all. I think that when we have left them out in the wild, sure, they have a pecking order, if you want to call it there, that they live in a herd life. Yeah, there might be a leader too. I mean, I don't really know because I've never lived with wild horses and I've never been a wild horse, so I don't really know and. But what I do know is that when we do put them in situations like we do all the time when we domesticate them and we ask them to do all these things, yeah, some of them are going to be classified as aggressive because they're acting out or they're hurting people. But I've really come to l- realize that they're just talking. You know, some of us humans, we talk really loud and we get to scream. And then, yeah, when, what if we, as human, when we are put in a box and we're forced to do something that we truly don't want, do we not also want to break loose? Do we not fight back? Yeah, we do all the time. So, why, I, at least, I'm going to only speak for myself, had to take a real step back and look at the horses that I call aggressive and be like, okay, so... You're clearly going to tell me one, two, three, four times before you're going to strike, but I'm missing it. I'm missing what you're saying. I'm not paying attention enough because I don't believe that you're just a horse that just randomly, just from nowhere, just attacks a person. I truly think that we need to learn to listen better so that we can talk better, so that we can walk together better. And that is what we're going to dig into today. What I try to do in my training when a horse first comes to me and shows any type of aggression um, or any type of fear or anxiety that then leads to aggression if they don't get, you know, if they're not allowed to leave the situation right away or if something triggers them, they shove nerves and then they attack. And that's actually, you know, it's not super common, but I see it... You know i do see a few horses each year that when they are being pushed into something that makes them uncomfortable they have they then just lash out and i have really had to think a lot about that and look at that you know okay so how do i dig down here how do i go back because i do believe we have to try to find what are the triggers what is the trauma I mean, we can never know exactly what has happened and something that will trigger one horse and then be a trauma and scary for one horse does not necessarily mean that it will be a trauma for the second horse. Let's say two horses are in a trailer and an accident happened. One of the horses might be okay with that, might move on from that. And trailering the future might not be a difficult thing, but then the second horse that was in the exact same accident might come out with a whole nother set of thoughts and fears and be extremely triggered. So again, they're all individuals and it's important that we then go back and we try to find not necessarily the exact event of when it happened, but we have to try to find out what is it that is triggering to that specific horse. I believe, and this is again, just my beliefs and what I do, and anyone that doesn't want to do it or think that it is wrong or that have a different way, I am so into learning and I hope that you guys will share. But in my job and how I work, it's that, yeah, sometimes I feel like, well, I'll say this first, 100%, no, this should not be forced. I'm nodding to like this super horse forcing something. But I do think that there are situations where something is really triggering and really hard for a horse. And then to be able to go Into that situation, trigger the trauma, trigger what is hard for the horse, so that the horse have like an aggressive or an anxious behavior. To then be able to be in that space, to then show, for example, okay, the step stool, nothing's gonna happen with it. But if you have a horse that lashes out at you when you're standing on the step stool, for example, to be able to to work with the step stool anyway, to not take out everything that is scary or triggering for a horse out of their life it's just in my opinion I think that I want to make my horse's worlds as large as possible I want them to have no fear and you know I'll just talk from my own experience of being a human there are times where I have gone through anxiety where maybe riding a bus has been very scary well, how am I going to learn to ride the bus? So just for me, it was like I had to ride the bus and nothing would happen and everything was fine and I had to go through it. And that's just one example. And it's the same thing with horses, I believe, is that they have to get put in situations that's been hard or triggering scary before so that then we can show them that just because that has been something that's been scary in the past does not mean that that's what's going to happen now. Same thing, you know, Fly spray can be a terrifying thing to a lot of horses. And I understand that. If you have been fly sprayed, then lashed out, then you got a bad reaction from the human, yeah, then like fly spray is just negative. So how do we then turn that around and make that to a positive experience? And not all horses will turn aggressive for small things, but I do meet horses that pretty much anything can trigger a bite or a kick because it's like the human have... Pushed it so far, and I will push far too sometimes, even when I feel like I'm not pushing hard. Doesn't mean that the horse doesn't think that I'm pushing too far. And I think that's also like when we're out riding, and the horse is like, I am so tired. Like, come on, we got to go home. I feel uncomfortable. And the human is like, You're not tired. Well, or you're not the horse. So you don't really know if the horse is tired or not, do you? So then if you're not listening to the, the what the horse is saying, then what is the horse supposed to do? Just like become a machine? I mean, like, I hope my horses never feel like they become machines. I want the horse to be able to be like, hey, I'm showing you that I'm really tired. So hey, I'm giving you like a sign, and then I'd be like, Okay, well, you know, we kind of have to go forward a little bit because it has to be a give and take. But what I mean by that is like sometimes then when my horse says, Hey, Now I want to turn around. I try to go five, ten more steps and then i would be like, okay, turn around. And that's not because I want to win or because I want to be the leader or decide. It's that I want to then take that and show my horse that I'm listening. Because then in my experience, when I've listened to them, they listen to me. And they know when they're coming out of rehab, for example, or when we're first starting to ride. We go into the arena and I do one walk lap and then the horse is like okay I'm a little tired I'm like okay so let's try a little trot the horse gives me two three strides amazing tack off you're done the next day maybe I try six strides of trot and same thing with canter that you got to work it up slowly and so that the horse always you know builds a confidence of like okay my person is never going to push me to a limit where I can't where I have to shut down and become aggressive to show my feelings so the horse then builds a confidence where they learn that okay my human is never going to ask me something that I can't finish and that is super important and I think why a lot of my horses come super locked down and like unhappy and then you know they have zero self-confidence they don't believe in themselves at all so it's like why should I even go in the arena because I'm not going to be able to please you with anything and I'm just gonna you know So to then go into the arena and do like walk around on a long rein, a three, four, five step walk on a long rein will turn into an entire dressage program. Trust me, if you just slowly build a confidence of a horse that they know that you will listen to them and you will listen to their boundaries and when they're saying like enough and then you can learn to push slowly together. You know, I also want to mention safety. I mean, safety is super important. I'm not like some wild person out there just like dealing with aggressive horses thinking that that's all cool. You know, it's something that I do because I feel like I, yeah, has there been times where I've been hurt? Absolutely. But I try to learn from them every time. And to have a horse that's aggressive doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be dangerous. I think a horse that shows aggression It's actually, this is going to sound absolutely insane, like a safer horse in a way. I know it's super counterintuitive, but it's like if you will have a horse that shows you, okay, nope, and then you know what that no is going to lead to and you know what that's going to mean. Okay, great. Then you don't have to push further. Then you can go and do something else or you can then go... And, like, try to do it again slower and wait and see when the no comes. I mean, this is at least how I've learned to listen better and then to be able to talk better. And then we walk better together and we ride better together. Because if you have a horse that goes to lengths to really, you know, protect themselves and say, like, hey, here are all my opinions. I mean, like, yeah, they're so welcome because I'd rather have that, than to sit on a horse that's not going to express their emotions, not say what they want, and then all of a sudden just like, blow up. It's like, who wants that? I want a horse that's just like, you know, okay, so we're out. No, I don't want to so. okay, well, we'll, we'll try to do a little bit of this anyway, and then you find a middle ground, and yeah, sure, this might sound super out there, and hopefully we can get into a little bit more, like, what does that actually look like? And uh, I hope I can do uh, somewhat of a good job of that. One of my vets were working with uh, one of my horses one day and uh, it was not easy. It was, you know, it was wild. And I think that how what I think is aggression is definitely what they think is aggression. I feel like aggression is a horse is just like, you know completely takes you down but I mean like they think that maybe a horse is opinionated is aggressive and that's just what this vet said to me was like Frida let's just put it like this you need to train your horse because it's way too opinionated it has an attitude and I mean like that was like the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me you know it's like yeah my horse is expressing itself and telling me no telling me yes and I said you know I know that this horse, when he feels 100% sound and fine, he'll carry me anywhere. And that's what the vet said. Well, see, that's the problem that you give them a voice, you give them a voice to say no. Because then when they have even the little bit of pain that a well trained horse in their eyes would just walk through and take you on a trail anyway, would be totally fine with. And I think that's the point. Like, I want a horse that's 100% in and 100% in mentally, physically, everything. And if they're not, I want them to have all the tools and feel so comfortable with me that they can say that because then we are finally working on the same page. Then we're finally in. Uh, relationship where both of us are in it. You know, I think a lot of people can say like, oh, I have this horse. who's so difficult. It just bucks when I canter to the right, but not to the left. Okay. Well, why don't you then take a look at why is it bugging when you're going to the right? You know, why? Like, what is it? Does something hurt? You know, I think that if we really go into it, I mean, if the horse was just like, some people would say naughty, it would buck go on to the left too. And these can be really hard things to take a look at. But, you know, it's really true that the horses are constantly talking to us, they're constantly communicating to us, they're constantly saying, ow, no, please don't, this and that. And if we just like, they have no voice sometimes I wonder, you know, what if horses could cry and horses could, you know, cry tears and and scream? I mean, like, would people do the things that they do to their horses? I don't think so. I mean, like, what if you came to the barn and let your horse out and you found your horse, like, have tears streaming down the face? I don't think that people would do the things that they do and lock them up the way that they do if they saw that. So... I think it's important that we try to be their voice and try to really listen to what it is that they're saying. And yes, I do believe in protecting my body because I don't want to get hurt. And yeah, so some people talk about personal space. You know, I think my horse's personal space is a little bit different than maybe what other people consider personal space. I mean, all my horses tend to have like really up in my business and they're like really, really physical. Um, and that's okay to me, but I also want there to be times where I'm like, okay, no. Like, I want a little bit more space, and I want them to respect that. And, you know, so how do I – how have I done that? Like, how do I do that? Well, it's very – it can be very difficult, but I think you have to see of everything as like, a really long-term thing, and you have to build slowly like you do with everything. And then I say to people – just because you protect yourself, if you have a horse coming at you with that open mouth, I mean, like, please protect yourself. Like, please put your hands up. Please cover your face. Like, honestly, you know, as long as you don't lash back at the horse. And how do I explain this? In my years working with difficult horses, in the beginning, I didn't believe in it. I believed if they showed aggression, I should show that I'm more powerful back. I have learned that that just this is not the way, at least with the horses that I have worked with, and I'm never going to do that back. Because when I do that, if I express aggression, do I not make that like an okay thing to do? Like why I can express aggression, but they can't. It doesn't make any sense if it's supposed to be a relationship that's true, and honest. Um, so I just, I think yes, protect yourself if the horse is coming at you hundred percent, and then because you will then show that this is not, this is not how we're going to communicate if you act aggressive towards me, I will just stand my ground, protect myself, which I want you to do for yourself too. Please horse, please protect yourself. Please say no, but continuously show that aggression is not a way of communicating. And if the horse keeps, you know, lashing out, but you're trying to find out what the trigger were in the first place, then you can avoid the lashing out. And then you can learn to talk to each other. Now I'll take one example. This horse, Tucson. He is in a small round pen. And he is going around and around. And he's doing the little dive-ins towards me. And everyone uses the round pen different ways. We're not even going to go into that. I'm just asking him to walk around in the round pen And he keeps doing these little dives in towards me. And I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable. I can see like this is definitely triggering somehow. There's a lunch whip in there. Um, You know, I have, I'm trying to have the lunch whip in there to show that I don't want him to have to be scared of a whip or a, a cone or a brush or anything. So I try to have all different types of tools around and I'm not using it, but it's on the ground. And he comes in at me really hot one time. And I'm like, okay. So I put up my arms and be like, whoa, okay, you cannot, like, don't come at me that way. Um, He backs off. And then the next time he comes in, he runs up to the lunch whip and he stomps the ground. And I'm like, why would I punish that? Why would I even say that that's wrong? Like, that's communication. I take the whip, I throw it out right away. And I'm like, I see you, I hear you, thank you for your communication, that's what you were trying to say. But what if I then would have been like, oh, he's being defiant, and then be like, pick up the whip and be like, go further. Then it's like, then what is the point at all? Then there's not a relationship. Then you have a horse that's just like obeying you or doing something, or then how are you telling a horse not to be aggressive when he's clearly telling you what the issue is? You know, I, it, this might sound really out there, but I put the whip out. I then ask him again, and he's so much more comfortable. Then it's like, okay, then we have a relationship. Then we're talking to each other. It doesn't mean that, oh, he's now deciding how we're doing things or he's the boss. But it's just like, why does it have to be a boss? Like, why can't it just be like two individuals working together? Why can't we learn together? and we have to really listen to each other. So yeah, does that make him an aggressive horse? No, did he show an aggressive behavior tendency? Yes, then when I listen to what it is that is bothering him, did that behavior then go away? Yes, does that empower him to be more aggressive? No, it empowers him that he can speak and then I listen and then he gets more comfortable. That's what that does. (music) Okay, so what are some actual tips that you can do if you have a horse that's aggressive? Like, what can you actually do this week until maybe you listen again? Or what are you going to do when you go to the barn this weekend and you're having these problems with your horse? Okay, I would really spend a day, see what the triggers are, maybe write the triggers down or talk to yourself about what are the triggers. Like, if you're in the cross ties, for example, what brush is worse than other brushes? What brush does your horse like? You know, like really try to see what it is that your horse is saying no to and then take note of that so then you can try to come at things from a different angle so then your horse is understanding that you're listening to them. You know, I think that is a really good start. And, you know, if you have your horse outside – You can use the fence. You don't have to be inside with the horse if you're worried or if the horse is really hot and really coming at you. Then be on the outside of the fence. Just be there, acknowledge them, maybe eat together, just hang out together. Maybe just even ignore your horse. You're just standing there and that's your space and the horse gets to have their space. It doesn't always have to be like, you know, let me pet your face. No horses likes to be petted. You know, that's just like a fact. You know, I have this one horse. them name is Rocky King. And if you touch his face, like he's just not into it. He's like, can we just stand here and hang out and you don't have to touch me? I mean, like who wants a friend that touches them all the time? Well, I don't. And you know what? I have some horses that don't want to be touched all the time either. So that's also a great way to start. To just be like, okay, so I'm now going to put my hands behind my back and not touch you constantly. Why don't maybe you touch me? And if you touch me, I touch you. That's also a great way to start a new behavior, um, both for yourself and for your horse maybe you also let the horse seek out you. Maybe you don't get a halter and a lead rope and go seek out the horse. Let the horse come to you because when the horse is coming to you, they are making the first initiative to like, hey, let's spend some time together. And then you kind of see where it goes from there. Try to have more of an open mind than what you usually try to have. Maybe take a couple weeks to just like completely start over from the beginning and not everything has to be the thing that the way that you're you think it's going to be and you can come to the barn with an idea of what you'd like to do but try to be open to the things that are happening let's say you have your horse in a box stall And some horses, when you go into them, they turn their butts and they go up into a corner and it becomes like this situation where you're like, oh, am I going to get kicked? I don't know. This is uncomfortable. Okay, so how can you change the way that you're approaching the horse that day? Maybe you come with a hay net. Maybe you come with other treats. Maybe you bring another horse, you know, I don't know. Try a bunch of different things so that you get a different reaction. If you get a different reaction from your horse, Then you show a different reaction and then you're like starting a new circle, so to speak. Remember that just because you think that something isn't triggering or hard or scary for your horse doesn't mean that the horse doesn't think that it's just like the worst thing ever. Just because you're like, oh, but I'm just asking it to trot around on a lunch line. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe the horse has been beaten so hard every time it was on a lunch line. Maybe every time on a lunch line, it had to be out there for 45 minutes before you had it. So maybe when you put it out on the lunch line, just walk it. And then after a few steps, great. Super reward, go eat some grass, whatever. Go back, do it a little bit again. You know, so that you end before you get the trigger. And when you your horse is, for example, trotting on the lunch line, you see that it's slowing down a little bit, then accept that and be like, okay, bull. like <laughs> I was making my stop noise. It's prrr. <laughs> That's how I stop the horses. Um, so do that then. Ta- let the horse take the lead a little bit. So you try to learn to listen to your horse before it acts out. That's my number one thing that I try to learn when I'm pushing them too hard. Other things to think about is like, is your horse hungry? Does your horse have enough food? Is it eating, you know, often enough? Um, is it stimulated? Does it have things that they think is fun? Do they have friends? Um, do they have relationships? Does it have a stomach ache? Does it have an ulcer? Have you checked your horse's teeth? Does it have a loose tooth? So every time they chew, it's just a horrible pain. You know, we don't know any of these things before we really look into them. Because again, they can't speak to us. So what are we gonna do? Yes, we're gonna look at everything with fresh eyes. We're gonna take a step back. We're gonna try different methods. We're gonna try to see what are the triggers? How can we slowly walk towards the triggers when the trigger is then happening? How can we stay in that? for a safe, in a safe way, so that we can then teach our horse that nothing bad is going to happen, and then we can try to heal that trauma. And you have to do things many, many times for it to heal. Like, you have to build new memories. Just for us people, when we do something that's hard, that is triggering for us, we have to do it a few times, and we have to talk things through, and we have to, you know, really take time. And I want us all to be gentle on ourselves and our horses and really be patient because everything takes time. Let's remember it's all supposed to be fun. Your horse is supposed to like it. You're supposed to like it. Going to your horse and spending time with your friend is supposed to be the best part of your day, not the worst. And, you know, it's a learning curve. For all of us. So let's try to get there together. Thank you so much for listening to my first episode in this podcast series. I am super excited. And again, thank you so much. It means the world to me. And I can't wait to be back next week with a new episode. Please, in the meantime, follow me on Instagram. My handle is Frida Rebo. And there's also this amazing nonprofit animal rescue called Ut Little Rescue that you can follow there as well. Um, you can see all their available horses that are up for adoption. And please contact me with any questions that you have, any wishes for this podcast, anything that you might hope that it will entail, please share your stories with me. And uh, I can't wait for where this whole journey is gonna take all of us together. So thank you again and I'll be back. Bye.